oh my gosh, how am I gonna express this idea? There's so many parts to it, there are 10 different things. This is very overwhelming. How do I make it sound good? I want you to think of it as this magical tool that will make communicating better for you and for your audience. It is insane to think about, but high performance and getting noticed in a corporate environment, so much of that can come from just being a really amazing communicator. Welcome to The Art of Speaking Up, a podcast that helps professional women access the limitless potential that lies within them. I'm your host, Jessica Guzik, and my mission is to help you find that spark inside you that has the power to transform your career in ways you may not have thought possible. I'm so excited that you're here, and now onto the show. Welcome to the podcast. I hope that you are doing well. It is so good to have you here and have you listening. I'm Jess. I'm the host and creator of this show. I'm a career coach for women. I support women who work in the corporate world and the nine to five world in building confidence and finding a super powerful voice and building a powerful career and becoming leaders. And I am so excited to be here. So excited to have you listening and excited to be diving into a somewhat nerdy topic, but it's a topic that I love. I love words and communication and talking, which is unsurprising because I host a podcast and it's called The Art of Speaking Up. And today I'm going to be talking about the difference between regular communication and executive communication. And This is especially important for you if you plan to be in rooms or if you are in rooms with executives and leaders and higher ups at your company. This episode is really designed to help you guide your thinking and preparation for those conversations so that you can show up super powerfully and make a really strong impression, have really high impact when you're communicating and sharing your work. And you know what the good thing is about executive communication? It's not as hard as people think. It does take some reflection and thoughtfulness, but I think when you hear the phrase executive communication, it can sound a little bit scary and a little bit like, oh my gosh, like I struggle with regular communication. Now you're telling me I have to do executive communication? But actually, one of my favorite things about executive communication and becoming a better communicator is that it can actually make speaking and communicating easier because so much of the essence of executive communication, as you are going to learn in this episode, is really about streamlining and simplifying. And when you learn to streamline and simplify and share things that are very easy to follow and don't have too many complicated parts and components, it also becomes easier for you to deliver. And that can take the stress off and it can take that burden off and it can help with that overwhelming feeling of like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna express this idea? There are so many parts to it, there are 10 different things, this is very overwhelming, how do I make it sound good? The better you get at executive communication, the less and less you have that experience because you have this skill set and this system in your mind for simplifying things. And when you know how to simplify things, it makes them easier to deliver. And when it's easier to deliver, it's less stressful. So when you hear the phrase executive communication, I don't want you to get freaked out and think like, oh my gosh, this is like a thing for people 
who are like super smart and super confident and like, what if this isn't for me? I want you to think of it as this magical tool that will make communicating better for you and for your audience. And now it does require some effort and it does require some learning. And I'm going to be teaching you about that in today's episode. But it is worth spending that time soaking this in and practicing because as you internalize these things, they become pretty easy. They become second nature and you're communication and when you speak and your documents and your presentations will really begin to stand out and your reputation will begin to grow very, very powerful. I believe this is one of the biggest things that distinguished me in my corporate career is I was always a really good communicator and I had really strong executive communication skills. And it's really fun to be good at that because then people tend to perceive all of your stuff as better when it's packaged really nicely. Like when someone gives you a gift that's like wrapped in the most beautiful wrapping ever, you kind of become biased about like the gift and like you like it a little bit more. And that's what this does for your work. You get this extra little bump and people will really perceive you as effective and powerful. Not that you're not effective and powerful. It's just that communication communication has so much potential to impact how people think of you and how people perceive you. So we're going to dive in. And before we dive in, if this is a topic that is important to you and you want to learn how to make a very powerful impression in a room with executives, you will also want to complement this episode by taking my 100% free video course, Speak Like a CEO, which teaches you more of the foundational building blocks of executive communication and executive presence so that you can have a super powerful presence in those meeting rooms when you speak. It is a three-part video course featuring me where I walk you through what I refer to as the three C's of executive communication, C's as in A, B, C, the three C's. You'll find out what they are when you take the course and you'll learn some simple tools to help you make some minor adjustments to the way that you are speaking and communicating in meetings. But those minor adjustments will have a very big impact on your presence and how you are perceived by the people around you. To grab your free copy of the video course, you can head over to jessguzzitcoaching.com slash free resources, and I will link it in the show notes. And now it is time to dive into the content for today's episode, how to become a stronger executive communicator. So first... I want to distinguish the difference between regular communication and executive communication. So when I think about executive communication, I think about speaking or sharing a presentation, maybe it's slides, maybe it's information with an executive, with someone who's a leader, with someone who has a pretty high position at a company. And as you elevate in your career and as your work evolves, you either are finding yourself now or you will find yourself in the room with executives. And the better you can get at executive communication, the more you will be able to impress them. And when you can impress leaders at your company, that puts you in a really beautiful position for future growth opportunities. So this stuff makes a really big difference. Okay, so executive communication is the way that you communicate around executives. Now, 
to think about what type of communication an executive might want or need, we really want to get into their head and think about what it's like for them to drop into a meeting, maybe what it's like for them to drop into your meeting. So executives tend to be extremely busy, but not busy in a way that they're just doing a lot of stuff, but busy in a way that their day is filled with high stakes conversations and important things and deep thinking. Busy in a way where they're using their brain a lot. Their brain is being fully utilized all day long, which means their brain is probably a little bit tired and overworked. So the essence of executive communication is really about presenting something that's going to feel really easy and simple for that overworked, overloaded brain of theirs to take in. And when their brain has that wonderful experience of taking in something simple, they will really grow to appreciate your work and your presence in meetings, and that's why this is so powerful. The way that I think about executive communication versus just regular old communication is sort of like the difference between going to a pub or a casual restaurant and ordering like a big bowl of spaghetti or like a big mountain of nachos at a super casual restaurant versus going to like a Michelin restaurant and ordering like a very fancy plate that like has, you know, like the fancy plates with like the one little dot of sauce and the little line and then like the one little bite of food and it's like all presented really, really beautifully, right? Now, the fancy plate of food isn't always better than the big heaping bowl of spaghetti or big heaping pile of nachos, right? So we don't always want to be communicating in the way that I'm talking about in this episode, right? So sometimes we just want the the nachos or the spaghetti, right? So if you're with your friends or maybe you're, you're just are having a smaller meeting just with your team, not everything always needs to be executive communication. However, there's a time and place for that beautiful plate of food that looks like a work of art. And when you're in a room with leaders, you really want your communication to be more like that beautifully curated plate of food versus the big heaping pile of spaghetti. But again, one isn't inherently better than the other. It's just that the executive with the busy brain is going to want to receive information in a certain way. And that's what I'm going to walk you through in this episode. So there are three things that you can do right away that will immediately make whatever you're sharing more palatable, more executive friendly, and higher impact. And these things apply regardless of the medium. So they apply whether you're sharing a presentation, they apply whether you're just speaking verbally, they apply whether you're writing an email to an executive. These are principles of executive communication. And I'm gonna walk you through them and give you some examples of how to apply them. And what I suggest you do then is take these and start using them. Now, what you will notice is all of these things require you to slow down and think more deeply about how you're going to communicate and what you're going to say. Just like the chef at the Michelin restaurant probably has to slow themselves down to put all those fancy dots on the fancy plate of food, right? You are also going to have to slow yourself down. And instead of just heaping that pile of spaghetti into the bowl, you're going to have to really think about what you're saying and stop and ask yourself, 
how can I make this communication a five-star Michelin plate of communication for the person who is going to receive it? So the first thing that I suggest you do is tell the executive what you need from them. Boss them around. Now, this might sound weird and this might seem strange and you might be thinking, boss around the executive? Shouldn't the executive be bossing around me? But whenever you're bringing content findings or you're leading a meeting with leaders present, you want to tell them exactly why they are there with you and exactly what it is you need from them. And this might seem really, really obvious to you, but it's not obvious to them. Because when leaders and executives are sitting in a meeting, there are multiple different ways that they can participate. And if you don't direct them how to participate, they either have to figure that out themselves or sit there wondering what it is you need from them. So you want to get really clear in your mind. Do you need them to simply listen and take in the information and that's it? That's an option, right? You might just be sharing something. It might just be informing or updating them. Let them know. We're going to be sharing information. We don't need anything from you. And you know, you can say something like, feel free to jump in if you have thoughts or feedback. But the main purpose of this conversation, the main purpose of this email, the main purpose of this presentation is to get you up to speed on where we are today. Or you might need them to make a decision, right? So they might need to make a decision based on what you're sharing with them. In that case, you wanna tell them, I'm going to be sharing a couple of different options and what I'm going to need from you at the end is a decision on which option you would like to choose. And in a situation like that, maybe you have a recommendation for an option, maybe they have to choose an option, it really depends on the context and the situation, but you wanna let them clearly know that there's a decision to be made at the end and that you're going to be sharing context to help them make that decision. Maybe you need their help. Maybe the thing that you need is not necessarily for them to listen and not necessarily for them to make a decision, but maybe you are on a project or a situation that's stuck and it's being brought to a leader or an executive so they can help get it unstuck. In that case, again, you want to be really clear at the top of your presentation or the top of your email or the top of your communication that the purpose of this is to get unstuck. We've run into a roadblock and we've brought you here to help us figure out the path forward. And then you might say something like, so we're going to update you and give you some of the basic foundations to get you up to speed. And then we're going to be asking you for your thoughts on different ways that we can get unstuck and move forward, right? So I want you to get really clear in your head on what is it exactly that you need. And I want you to come in strong at the very beginning and make that clear and make that known. And that does require taking up space, right? Because you are, like I'm using this phrase jokingly, but you're bossing around the executive. You're telling them what you need, but that makes you look good. And that is a gift to them because again, they're using their brain so much throughout the day. So for someone to be really clear and really direct and really crisp on exactly what they need is very helpful for them because then they know, okay, cool. All I have to do is listen or 
okay, cool, I'm going to have to make a decision at the end of this, so I want to start thinking about that. Or, okay, cool, they need my help to get them unstuck, whatever it is. It makes it a lot easier for them, and it makes you look a lot more thoughtful, a lot more mature, and a lot more like a leader. And what I also want to point out to you, I'm seeing this come up a lot in my work. So if you hear a suggestion on how to communicate and it feels like it doesn't really match your personality, I want you to just open your brain and see if you're making any assumptions about how you need to be speaking or how you need to be following the communication advice. Because this is something I get a lot with a topic of assertiveness where people will think that they're having to be like really forceful, right? Or if you think about what I'm saying here, telling the executive exactly what you need from them, that could kind of make you think like, oh, but like, how do I say that in a way that where I don't sound like a douche? You know what I mean? And so what I would want to open your mind to is that just because something is a direct communication, a strong communication, you're telling someone what you need, you're telling someone what to do, that is not synonymous with like aggressive or weird or bad. Guiding someone, helping someone know how to engage in the conversation with you is useful and valuable to them. So I really want you to open your mind to this idea that telling an executive what to do or saying, here's what's coming in this conversation and here's what we'll need from you is a useful, helpful thing. It's not a forceful thing. It's not a pushy thing. You're not being weird. You're creating value for everyone. Now, you want to find a way to say it that feels natural to you, but I just want to point out that this directness and this asking for something doesn't have to be like, I'm the leader in the room and you need to listen to me and you executive are going to need to give me your opinion. Like you don't you don't have to say weirdly, right? You can say thank you so much for coming and being a part of our project. We wanted to bring you in here because we're stuck and we're really looking forward to getting you up to speed on where we're at in the project so that by the end of this meeting you can give us some suggestions on how to get unstuck right? So like just to start (laughs) giving you examples of how it can look and feel and sound to use these communication tools without being like super pushy or super aggressive or just like feeling like a weirdo or feeling like you're not speaking as you. But the way that you're going to find that is by trying these things and practicing them. And I made an Instagram post on this a couple of weeks ago, like finding your natural way of communicating these things is like wiggling into a dress. So like, you know, when you're putting on a dress and it's like kind of tight and it sort of gets stuck on your butt and hips and you have to like wiggle to get it on. That's how it is with this stuff. In order to find that communication that feels really good and feels like that dress with the perfect fit, you have to like wiggle a little bit and you have to like try different things until eventually you settle into that voice and that way of communicating that really feels like you. So if you hear me share something that is encouraging you to be direct or assertive or prescriptive and you're like, eek, that feels really forward, that feels really pushy, that feels really intense, 
Just remember that if you try it out and you're willing to wiggle into it, you will eventually find a way of doing it that just feels like you. And that way of communicating is going to empower you to be so much more effective because finally you'll have a way to be direct and you'll have a way to tell people what to do that doesn't make you feel like a douchebag, right? That's such a useful skill to have. So be willing for it to feel a little awkward. Be willing for it to feel, you know, a little bit like weird or odd or strange. That doesn't mean it's going to feel that way forever. And part of the journey of finding your voice sometimes requires a couple of awkward moments or meetings or conversations. That's literally part of the process. I think that those moments of like trying something and it feeling weird or communicating in a way that doesn't really feel like you, I think those are actually critical moments in finding your voice. And as difficult as they are and as cringy as they might be every once in a while, you can survive them and they're a really important part of your evolution. So I wanted to share that with you just in case there was a part of you thinking that being that direct with a leader or an executive seems terrifying. I just want to open your brain to the fact that it won't always feel terrifying and it doesn't have to feel terrifying, but it might feel a teensy bit awkward at first. And that doesn't mean that you're doing it wrong. It just means you're building a new communication skill and it feels a little rusty and it's going to take some time to get smooth. Okay, so that was number one. That took a while. Let's get into my second tip for you, which is to structure everything. If you get really good at adding structure to every single thing that you communicate with an executive, your content and your material will become so much more impactful. So all structure really means is that something has parts, right? So you can have just a bunch of different facts and sentences floating around, or you can have something that's neatly and cleanly organized into parts. And with structure, all you're doing is asking yourself, how can I organize this into parts, right? And that can happen on a macro level. So if you're thinking about the entire meeting, let's say, you can think about, okay, for this hour-long presentation or this hour-long update, how can I structure this into parts? And you could do it on a micro level. Maybe it's a single PowerPoint page in your deck or a single sentence in an email. How can I clearly structure this into parts? When you structure things into parts, it makes it really, really easy for our brains to understand. I want you to think about a phone number with an area code, right? So there's the area code and then the first three digits and then the second four digits. Now, I want you to imagine like someone scribbles you their phone number, although we don't really do this anymore in this modern internet age that we live in. But I want you to imagine that someone scribbles you their phone number. And instead of doing like the area code in the parentheses and then the three numbers and then the dash and the four numbers, they just write out a long string of numbers, right? And you open the paper with their phone number on it and your brain sees that long string of 10 numbers and your brain is like, ah! what is that? I didn't like that. There's too many numbers there, right? Versus, sorry, I hope that scream wasn't like scary in your ears. But versus when you have the area code in the parentheses and the three numbers and the dash and then the four numbers, that is so much easier for your brain. Am I right? So much less overwhelming. Now the numbers are exactly the same. All you did was add structure 
all you did was take that string of 10 numbers and separated it into parts. And so that's what you're doing with your communication. You're finding all of the opportunities to separate things into parts. And every time you do that, you always want to walk people through the parts before you dive into each part, right? So using the phone number as an example, instead of saying, I'm going to read you this phone number, you would say there are three parts to this phone number. There's the area code, there's the first three numbers, and then there's the last four numbers. Now let me walk you through them, right? So you do the same thing in your presentation. You'd first do that with the agenda. You'd say, we're going to have three parts to this meeting. First, we're gonna review the findings, and then we're gonna get feedback, and then we're gonna end with making a decision. Or maybe on a single page, you have a page and it has two different parts to it. And you say, there are two parts that I wanna walk you through. The first part is the data, and the second part is the implications and what the data means. And then you would dive into the data and you'd walk through that and then you'd walk through the second part. Now I know that this seems really simple and it is, right? Just like with those 10 digits of numbers, adding the parentheses and the dash is very, very simple. But I think you can agree with me that it makes a really big difference, right? Like, does your brain want to look at the string of 10 digits or does your brain like those little separations that break things up into parts, right? It makes it easier to take in, easier to, to understand. And as you get more and more in the habit of breaking things into parts, you'll just start to do it naturally. Like your brain will just learn that like, oh, we always communicate using structure and literally, as you share information and speak and are in these rooms, the things you share are going to become clearer and clearer to people. And you're not going to be like the scary 10-digit number when you speak. You're going to be the phone number that's like cleanly organized, right? Like with the parentheses and the dash. And when you're that voice in a meeting room, instead of people's brains going, ah, when you speak, because it's 10 digits and it's overwhelming and their brains are going like, oh gosh, like what is she saying? It's so much information. Their brains go, ah, it's so easy, <laughs> right? So that's what you're trying to accomplish. And again, this is really a simple one, almost deceptively simple. But as you do it, you will find that your content is better received and bonus on this one, it also makes it very easy for you to deliver your content. Because I know so often if you're someone who gets nervous in meetings, or maybe sometimes if the idea of like having to translate your idea into like, well, what do I say? And how do I word this? If that gives you anxiety or feels overwhelming, then as you learn to break things into parts, that overwhelm will reduce. Because just like breaking things into parts feels better and simpler for your audience's brain, it's going to feel better and simpler for you to deliver. It is much more easy, much more easy. It is much easier for you to say, hey, there are these three parts and I'm going to walk you through each one versus for you to be like, okay, there's this thing and then this thing and then this thing and then this thing, right? So the structure helps you wrangle your brain. It helps you simplify how you're going to deliver the information. And it's so ironic because the better you get at these executive communication skills, the easier communicating becomes. So it's kind of like what I was saying at the beginning 
but it's a little bit counterintuitive where it sounds like this scary, fancy thing. And it does require a little bit more thinking and a little bit more reflection when you're communicating and putting your content together. But it actually makes it easier and less stressful for you to deliver because it is so directive and it is so clean and simple. So this brings us to the very last tip that I have for you in today's episode, which is to keep everything as stupid simple as possible. One of the biggest mistakes that people make is overcomplicating things. And I believe there are two reasons why people overcomplicate things, and I'm laughing because one of them is funny. But I think the first reason we overcomplicate things is because sometimes it takes more mental effort to simplify something that is complicated. And so I think our brains naturally try to do less work. And so we'll just kind of like spew out the information rather than stepping back and doing the hard, deep thinking of how can I make this complicated thing really simple? Because that's challenging. Making something simple is harder than making something complicated. That's why like everyone's like overcomplicating everything in a corporate setting, right? Because that's the easier thing to do. But the second reason that people overcomplicate is I really think that whether it's unconscious or or people are aware, I think that people are just like thinking that if if it's really complicated, it's going to make them look smart. So like if there's like a million bullets on my page or a million arrows in my diagram or whatever it is, or if I use all this like fancy corporate speaker, however they're complicating their things, I think they subtly think it's going to make them look smart. The problem is, and I talk about this a lot in Speak Like a CEO, this is a really big part of that video course, but the problem with something that's very complicated is it creates a really bad experience for your audience. No one enjoys consuming something that is unnecessarily complicated. That is like picking up an encyclopedia that has like thousands of pages and a tiny font and like opening it up and feeling excited to just read all of it. And maybe, (laughs) maybe there are people out there that are excited at that. I'm not particularly, but like when our brain is exposed to just like a lot of stuff, it's overwhelming and it doesn't feel good. But when we're exposed to things that are very, very simple, it feels a lot better and we have a much better experience. And another layer to this, which I also go into on Speak Like a CEO, is that when you present something that's complicated for your audience, they don't feel smart. They feel kind of dumb because they're like, I don't understand this. And that's not a good feeling. That's not a feeling that you want your audience to have. You want your audience to feel like rock stars. You want them to see your thing or hear you talk. And you want them to be like, oh, my gosh, that makes total sense. That is the best possible experience they can have. And it's the best possible communication that you can deliver. And it comes from you asking yourself the question, how can I make this stupid simple? If I had to get a third grader to understand this, how would I explain this and what would I say? And this requires slowing down. It requires deeper thought. It requires going into an intellectual process of taking something really complex and then simplifying it. But as you do it more and more, it'll come more naturally and feel more natural. 
and your reputation and what people think about you and the quality of your communication will go up so much because of this. So don't fall into the trap of thinking that if your stuff is complicated, it's going to look too simple. That is never, ever the case. Taking something complex and making it simple is a skill that most people are very underdeveloped in and that when you become good at, people will want to pull you in for things and leaders and executives will be excited to hear from you and see your work. So don't fall into the trap of thinking that if it's really complicated and there's a lot of arrows and a lot of jargon and a lot of bullets that it's better, it's not. That is such a trap. Now, here's the thing. You got to simplify it, but it still has to retain its original meaning. It still has to make sense. And that's where the intellectual challenge comes in of how do I make this complicated thing really simple? But just practice it in small ways. One easy step you can take to just, you know, dip your toe in and practice this a little bit is to first start by asking yourself, where can I eliminate unnecessary information? Like where can I trim out things that I'm saying or putting in my presentation or in my email that don't even need to be there? One of the first steps to simplifying is clearing out the clutter And even if you just got yourself in the habit of saying, what can I take out, that would already elevate your communication and the quality of what you're sharing. And then, of course, as you get better at this, you can take it a step further by saying, how can I explain this in a way that could even be understood by a third grader? So those are the three tips to get you started. The first one is be super direct and prescriptive about exactly what you need, and I suggest doing that up front. The second is structure everything. Anytime you're explaining something, ask yourself, how can I break this into parts? How can I take that 10-digit phone number and make it more audience-friendly? And lastly, keep everything stupid simple and ask yourself, if I had to get a third grader to understand this, how would I walk them through it? Start doing these things and you will feel so solid in your communication and you will see a deeper, more positive engagement from your audiences and your audiences that are leaders and executives will be particularly impressed with how you're sharing information. Mastering these skills has the potential to skyrocket your reputation so much. It is insane to think about, but high performance and getting noticed in a corporate environment, so much of that can come from just being a really amazing communicator. Like if you're a star communicator and that's like the only thing you're good at, there's still so many paths in the corporate world that would open up to you in terms of like your growth and evolution. So that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you want to deepen your understanding of executive communication, definitely grab my free video course, Speak Like a CEO, where I take you deeper into these concepts. I will link that in the show notes and you can grab it at jessgazitcoaching.com slash free resources. And if you want to deepen your skills with me and partner with me, either in my one-on-one coaching program or my group program, The Art of Speaking Up Academy, you can head over to jessgazicoaching.com to learn how you can become a part of either one of those programs. 
if you are really wanting to practice tactical skills and like tactically get better at speaking with structure and refining your communication, you will want to get on the waitlist for the Art of Speaking Up Academy because that is a structured program where you really get to learn how to actually do these things and you get to practice them and you get feedback from me and you get to be with an intimate cohort of women. If you add yourself to the waitlist, you will be the first to find out when I open up the next cohort of that program. And if you want to work with me one-on-one, or if you just don't want to wait until the next cohort of the Art of Speaking Up Academy opens, then you can apply to work with me one-on-one by going to my website, jessgazitcoaching.com slash coaching. I will link all of that below. You can find all of this information in the show notes. And I wanted to thank you for being here and for tuning in this week. If you start putting some of these tips into practice, send me a note. Let me know how it feels. Let me know if you're getting feedback. Let me know how it's going for you. I love hearing from all of you so, so much. I will catch you next week and I hope you have a beautiful day. Bye.